This is Pete. And Norm, fresh from battling some zombies. And we're going to talk Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Yes, we are. After we ruined our topic this week. (laughs) We went a little off track, filled itself out. It works. But let's do this. Amen. Here we go. Manhandling it. In a brutish way. What do you want sometimes? When someone puts a a friggin' nut on too tight, you gotta get a little manzy with it. That's what she said. Um, We, uh, we're here at Sunday. Yes. And it is uh, 12.21pm and we are, yeah, we've been hanging out for almost two, two and a half hours already. Yes. And... Doing a little bit different. I, I think we're doing a little bit different of a process. We're kind of, um, we went into this episode with a loose structure. Mm-hmm. Little preparation. Yeah, with very little preparation. And this is only because last night I did a episode with my sister. And we also did a YouTube episode of Bad Eats. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that wrapped up maybe around 2 o'clock in the morning. And... You and I were ready to record by ten. Yes. So like, yeah, you know, like a good eight-hour stretch. I slept in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't sleep too much, but then, uh, you know, everything for Dream Warriors had to get broken down and moved and then reassembled, and that's a little bit where we are now. And we're talking about horror movies. Yeah, yeah. So, where are you with horror? I love it. It's you know, is is it my, your is my it, passion? It is your passion. A little bit. So it's 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 beyond you. Yeah, it's something that was it, embedded into me at a young age. Yeah, interesting. Oh, and real quick, though, are we drinking? I forget. Are we drinking alcohol? I don't know. Are we? I think we are. Yeah. I think, I think everyone knows at this point that yeah. we. I, I even go through my sister and I were drinking last night, mm. and we didn't even go through what we were drinking, but she didn't finish her drink, and I made her like a, a tall boy, and. uh that's what I'm drinking now, and I just dumped. <laughs> I just dumped a little bit more mixer in it, and it's it's almost like the super fruity cocktail. That's a little bit bitter because I have multiple lemons in it. Okay. And I'm doing the um, the root elf reserve beer, uh, and you're doing Yingling. Yes. Funny story. Kearns was over Friday, cracked uh, open an Einstuck, uh, left half of it when he left. So needless to say, I had to finish the Fallen yeah. Soldier. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't like to waste beer like me that. neither. That's why I drank it. Yeah, I don't like putting my lips where Kearns has been either. But who, alcohol is alcohol. Who does? <laughs> who does with that man? What, do you envision him doing this with us one day? Uh, I mean, he could. I don't. In all honesty, I don't. You don't think he would? The late? No, I think. I think he would. And I think there's a good chance he would want to. But the last time that we tried it, you two spent four hours talking off air. And yeah, I sat there with but, my thumb up my butt. Yeah, but that was, a, that was a little bit of 
the earlier days of, I would say, like, me being single. I know. Like, oh, I know. Like, building momentum, build, like, it is a little bit If much. that was my one night a week without the homework, it shot us in the ass for recording. Yeah. It's all, so, but, ever since then, I've been a little weary yeah. of but, but how talk. smooth is it going to go when time is a factor for both yeah. of us, because we both are busy. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, even today's a factor. Like, time mm-hmm. is a factor even, oh, yeah. even today. Oh, but, yeah, I but, said I'd be home at 1230. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's now 1225. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, there's, um, there's, Things you want to do inside and outside the podcast to make oh, yeah. the podcast. Oh yeah, I know. Better. Yeah. I know. Don't yeah. don't oh, get no. me wrong. Oh yeah. But when we schedule to record and it's all night bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time though, too. Like, like it wasn't a wasted night. I'm not complaining oh, at yeah. all. It was nice for all three well, of us to hang out. I it also just... I also feel like that was a little bit of a investment for me into oh, him yeah. I don't on possibly setting him up for like a level of success in something else. Mm-hmm. That I thought I thought we had momentum on, and it just like totally disappeared. But um, there's like a fragileness sometimes with him, right? And you know, I, it, this is stuff I speak to him about. But anyway, I would. We st- digress. <laughs> yeah, I think he's fragile. I really he to me he's he's delicate. Okay, but anyway, um, definitely have to march towards him, like being here. It just has to happen. Oh, no. I'm not sure what, the, like, what do you think the, the subject would be, recurrence? Mm. Like, what are we going to discuss? We, we could probably go back and do another Power Ranger roundup. Yeah. Um, so, I was watching a little bit of Power Rangers Mega Force, is it? Or Power Force? I don't, it's, it's the one. Again, you're asking Okay, the there's one where <laughs> the team harnesses the power of all the other teams. Okay, I think that's Megaforce. Megaforce. Dude, what a crazy cool concept. Mm-hmm. I, that's the one that had all the Red Rangers, I think, at one point. Yeah, I'm but dude, sure. I'm like, yo, that is so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And and um, I only watched like a little bit of it because I'm like, what? Because I was searching for it on Netflix. Netflix suggested right. it. Right. Well, Netflix has them all. Yes. That's the, they have well, all, almost all of the seasons to date. They're pretty uh, current. Before that, Amazon Prime had it all. Okay. It, I think it toggles between the two. But real quick, real quick, we got we got like something cool to talk about outside of horror. What we got? Now you got me curious. Power Rangers trailer 2. I saw that. Whoa. Yeah. I'm kind of on board I, now. Am I wrong? I was wrong with it being too gritty and realistic. Uh, it's still it's still it i hate that they can do shit out of their costumes yeah like when they're doing the jump like oh uh, you yeah, can do you it like that. yeah it's too chronicle at that point like Dude, i just think just, uh, i just think this is different and just who the hell cares i only had it's one different. problem with that second trailer i don't remember what it is now so i'm is. gonna say it's I, not I, a major I, problem i know what it is goldar no goldar no that goldar. that didn't it's goldar that didn't bother just, me just as say, much it, I'm surprised. Wait, how does Goldar not bother you? You're so... In- no, it, it bothers me, but, like, the fight between Goldar. them kind of had me won over. No, it's not goddamn Goldar. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> you're gonna, I gotta you're, rewatch the trailer now. You're, you're, you're gonna wake up with, like, me dressed as Goldar over your bed. I, I wish movie. you friggin' would. And if it's if it's accurate enough, we'll do a cosplay picture. And, and, Please and, do and, it. And you're, you're gonna say exactly what they said in that trailer. Oh, that's a lot of gold. <laughs> Let me 
he's too busy for this. But how does he put this together? No, you got to be the goddamn dog if you're doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, um, trailer huge success. Yeah. No, it, it definitely got me. It seemed fun and a little funny and self-aware. Alpha Five came off as okay. I don't know what trailer I saw, but I didn't catch Alpha. Oh, that's what pissed me off. Uh, I hate that not Alpha Five or Zordon. Zordon. I hate that they're doing that like. The wall of that 80s, that, you put your hand in, and it, yeah. like, the it's needles. so, yeah, like, why, I just, th- yeah, but, okay, I think he, it's too, like, spaceshipy technology, in yeah. the way that, like, when you're talking about, and the well, cities build and collapse, here, and it, like, here's a little bit of, and I don't know, because we, we don't know, right, but it seems there's a, a piece of the look of that movie that is a nod to Retro. There, there seems to be a little bit of that. Now, I don't know if they picked up, did enough, mm-hmm. but Zordon definitely, him being a focal point, and it's it's still, it's still to the point of, like, how do we update something? How do we right. make it interesting? Mm-hmm. How do we not do um, something that people can buy for $10? A, like, like how, how do we beat a $10 Netflix subscription? Mm-hmm. and fill the need for this content because when people don't like Power Rangers or when they love it, they can just go to Netflix and watch it for $10 a month. Right. So let's we have to do a movie and it's got to be different just enough mm-hmm. or totally different in areas and, and hopefully that's enough to, to keep it going. The chess pieces still bother me. I don't like <laughs> that they're glowing blue. The helmets yeah. look good though. Like seeing I, the close-ups of the helmets yeah, in the... I think, I'll tell you one thing. The, the one real big standout was that we see the unassembled Megazord. Mm-hmm. We see the Zords right. function and be deadly mm-hmm. visually. And I like the progression like, of Rita where she goes from like hot Elizabeth Banks to like more alien and nasty as it seems like she yeah. gets madder. Because at one point in that trailer, her hair's all undone, it's looking kinky and wily, and her yeah. face is more alien I, than anything. I really, th- I, I do feel that they have, they have a direction for that movie. And regardless, they're going to go with it. All right, question for you. All right, the first one comes out, it makes its money, because rarely today do movies not make their money back because of inflation prices. Well, it's, it's, it's not just with that, too. I think sometimes people skew success, mm-hmm. and they want they are so animate on labeling, labeling failure. Okay. This is a little bit of our Wonder Woman discussion mm-hmm. that I feel like on the branding sense, there's more at, at stake for Wonder Woman to help other movies succeed. Right. Well, that one's sharing a universe as yeah. opposed to Power Rangers that Des, could... Despite a box office, but... Posing yeah. my question to you. Yeah. Do you think we will get a Mighty Morphin trilogy? Or do you think the sequel could go the route of going right to Zeo and maybe these new movies focus on one movie per Super Sentai? Or do you think we'll kind of get arcs with these Rangers? If it's a success. I'll tell you what I think will happen. And... Or what could happen. Mm-hmm. I'll say what could happen. Okay. And I think this is a little bit of the audience growing up now, accepting different roles mm-hmm. or different uh, players in major roles. Meaning they've accepted multiple Superman, multiple Batman. Um, they've accepted, uh, like, uh, even like within the X Men movies, Xavier and Magneto. Mm-hmm. Like, they're prone to role shifts. They're prone to accepting different threads, okay? Mm-hmm. 
different versions, like dimensions. They know that I think the audience today is smart enough and aware enough to know when something is different and not everything is connected. We need to talk about the new low controller. Yeah, well, we, no, that's on my list. That's okay, cool. okay. So here's what I would like to see happen. Mm -hmm. We get Power Rangers 2. Okay. Then we get a Zeo movie. Okay. Okay. And then maybe Zeo gets a second movie or... We have a a um, mystic uh, mystic force jungle force, uh, SPD. We're jumping way ahead there. Yeah, right. Like like to but where there's turbo. There's exactly ninja storm. Yeah, and, and no one's going to be confused. Right. I think the audience is ready for that. Where before that everything would have to be structured, lined up in mm -hmm. a neat box, and I think the Spider Man movies. The Spider-Man character and the frequency of the reboots, redefinitions, separate franchise threads, whatever. Mm -hmm. People are just, they're, they're fine with it. Well, X-Men's another major player yeah. now getting back to low, especially after the news that just hit from the director. What's what's the X-Men news? That uh, the Logan movie's not set in the exact same timeline. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think not only that, I think it's obvious that Logan... Is not even in the same timeline, but it's possibly in another dimension mm -hmm. where the, the X-Men are somewhat media... Like, popularized. They've become yes. heroes. Almost yeah. the way that the Incredibles were in exactly. their universe. Yeah. They existed, now there's comic books and cartoons. Yeah. And... I just feel like this is completely different. Mm -hmm. It's almost like maybe a third thread. This could almost be the universe that Deadpool is set in. Could be, yes. Like a third separate... Yeah. Type. Or, but it's like, it, but that's what I mean. That's what that's. These are comic book concepts. Did you see the pictures of Pierce Brosnan with yeah. Hugh Jackman and Ryan? That's Should we think? I think he would be a, a good cable. I think on he, a side. Note. I think he's good in whatever movie he's in. Definitely. Now, does he have to be cable? No. No. No, he could be but the villain. He, he could, could be, be. He could be the new Logan. Could he for be all we know. sinister? Ah, maybe. Right. Maybe because he kind of fits Sinister's I could, like facial, um, shape. facial structure. Yeah, the flat topped head and the high cheekbones, chin, and the strong good skin. Yep, yeah. yep. So, but here, but this is, and believe it or not, okay, mm -hmm. everybody wants to knock Fox. They all know what they're doing with the X movies. This and that, the work that Fox has done to educate the audience mm -hmm. on different threads within, like. Is still connected continuity. Mm -hmm. Big, 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 big geek concepts. Yeah. That have never been explored outside of Star Trek. Right. Now we have a maybe the nineties animated because they went big. They yeah. went panel for well, panel. That's, but that's a part of that too, though. Like we're talking about kids now. Kids grow up. Kids start making movies. Right. Kids are educated in a certain way. Now you have an audience come up being educated by the kids. Mm -hmm. Like now it's a chain. Right. Fox, like, you almost want to say thank you because mm -hmm. it does set up this primer. Yeah. I stand by without the X-Men, despite what, despite Blade being there first and really doing some good work. That would have just been another underworld, in my opinion. The X-Men showed them that superheroes, especially a team of them, these weird outlandish characters with these yeah. abnormally strange, over-the-top powers... Can carry a goddamn movie on their own, yeah, and it can be successful. It's the um, 
And to me, it lends itself. To- they literally went one one page away from actually giving them their '90s colorful spandex. Like they even make the nod to it in the first one. Like, yeah. oh, what you want? The span yellow spandex. Like, yeah. But that's where that was a little bit of, of the turn of these of, of bringing these them to the real world. Well, yeah, of, and they were self aware mm-hmm. of some of the ridiculousness, which right. still I think that's something that's in all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, like to wear um like. Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Iron Man. They tried to give him the explanation of the comic, which is that Iron Man is a bodyguard for right. Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And then it's being just self, self-aware <laughs> yep. enough to be like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever heard. Now, despite if you already accept a stupid idea of the origin of like, if if, mm-hmm. if, if we got you this far, we're happy. Right. We can't maybe take you any further. Mm-hmm. Now, I I do think there is a there is a savviness there is a savviness. I don't know how you pluralize that, but this audience is savvy enough to understand these broad, deep, complex ideas that made comic books resonate for a long time for right. people, and now we're seeing it. And will we see this in? something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, we, we talked about DC doing it. I right. think DC should do it, mm-hmm. like, soon. Mm-hmm. Introduce I a, feel a reboot. In, introduce the multiverse. Like, I, I literally would... Did, oh, did you see who's up for Green Lantern? I saw six guys, right? Hey, can we talk about the main one? Who is the main one for you? For me, it's Ryan Reynolds. Because, all right, just hear me out on this. Just hear me out. Not Gosling? No, not Gosling. Come Ryan on. Reynolds. Look, Gosling's look, the best. Just look, he got screwed with Deadpool. He came back and made this great Deadpool movie. He got screwed with Green Lantern to where he rips it apart, says he'll never do it again. He makes all these jokes in Deadpool. I would love for them to give him another shot to get it right. Despite him saying the only costume he'll ever wear again is Deadpool's. Like, for them to do, it would just be so justifying for uh, that crap that we got fed before. You have to say things, you have to have a position. Right. Um, People forget. Like, you know what the amazing thing, and I think some of this comes with the the way things are right now. Mm -hmm. Okay? You can be a human being. Right. Everyone is. I'm pretty sure. Ow. That hurt. I pinched myself. I must be here. You don't want to know where Norm pinched himself. Hey, <laughs> hey, you don't put my personal out there. I don't know why you're not wearing any clothing right now. It's friggin' hot in here. Turn the heat down. What do you want? <laughs> the, 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 this it's is getting uh, hot in here. So this is how I get your clothes off. Yeah, I know. You set it to friggin' 80 up here. Yeah. God almighty. Okay. Is people, these, we're all human. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't know what tomorrow is going to happen. You right. don't know what is happening. Like literally, people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you have these high horse people, right? That make a position as if like you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to know, and you can never change your mind. Right, right. So we see this a lot in the twenty four hour news cycle, especially with movies. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking horror, I think the horror community is a huge advocate of this in a harmful way, meaning that. There's so much bad news reported about horror movies. Right. Before right. By My Man even came out, which was one I was pumped for. I was saying to yeah. be the next Freddy. 
I had already read four bad reviews for it from yeah. advanced d- d- critics. Exactly. I still want to see it. Same here. But it was torn apart like before, yeah. like two days before the movie actually hit to the exactly. public. Exactly. Okay. Like calling it the worst movie of the year by far. Yeah. And it's whoa. And and so a little, I think a little bit, a little bit of this goes right into like Reynolds saying what you just said. Mm-hmm. And that's where like you all know until you know. Right. Okay. Now, would it be amazing? A hundred percent. Would it be their best move? I believe yes. Okay. Is it the less risky? I don't think move? it's the best move. I, I think potentially tying it to that last one is beyond dangerous for them. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. Um, to me, the best move that they could make, because I saw his name was up for it, is probably Bradley Cooper. And it shouldn't be a he, major conflict up, with Marvel. Was up for the first, first one. Too. I know. Yeah. The only other person that would really kind of get me pumped, and I'd never say this before I've watched The Martian, because I've never been the uh, major fan, Matt is Matt Damon. And I, I'm not a big fan of him, but so, well, he, he's got the look. Give, why can't we give it to someone else? Do you know who I would like to see as Green Lantern? Who? who? Which Green Lantern? Are we talking Hal Jordan? Let's talk Hal. Okay. He's the only one. Okay. He's, Fair enough. All right. You don't have to sell me. Other people you do. Yeah. But for only, me, it's only and, Hal. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll say, anyone listening, if you all know, shame on you. No. <laughs> Find out. Well, I know people that and are no. big Kyle Raynard fans. I, like, big okay. square by. Hey, I, I, you know what it is? I would love it if they stuck to their guns and he was still the guy. And mm-hmm. they made him the guy. Because instead of panicking and bringing back Hal. Right. Okay. And not forgetting that some of these characters literally, literally took decades to take on. Mm-hmm. Decades and decades. Meaning that. Wolverine was like, hey, but no, it took Wolverine right. into mm-hmm. the 90s. Mm-hmm. It took the Punisher into the mid 90s. It took Ghost Rider into the. Like, you're like, holy. And Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Dude, Daredevil took maybe 40 years. Oh, for I Daredevil believe it. To Who really the hell cares? Turn, He's blind. To turn around, okay? Uh, what are you doing? Getting another beer? No. Oh, you're going to hit the uh, men's room. Norm just got up and left. But we've also been drinking for a while. But no. So the point I'm getting at, the point I'm getting at, and I don't, I don't even need Norm here to continue, is that uh, a character like Daredevil got into relevance by Frank Miller, who in the mid-80s did something to the character, did a, a hard crime take, a tragedy, like a very Shakespearean level take on, 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 on the character, but sticking to like film, film noir, pulp, pulp type uh, of storytelling, uh, introduced a set of villains we've all seen. But he cranked up the villains in a level of danger that got into the life of Mac Murdock, aka Daredevil, and it died. It died when this guy named Frank Miller left the book to go work around the comic industry, and Daredevil re-emerged as a significant character in the Marvel Knights comic book series with uh, Kevin Smith and it was drawn by Joe Quesada. Um, that is where that character re-emerged into relevance and stayed relevant. So Daredevil essentially was created in the 60s and we're talking into the 2000s got into relevance. Thanks to Ben Affleck. Well, part of Ben Affleck um, the Frank Miller run again mm-hmm. had right. a long-standing influence, mm-hmm. but once he left the book, oh, yeah. it didn't. And now Daredevil's on the run, where you you had Kevin Smith work on the book, mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis, 
huge run, Ed Brubaker, huge run, and Mark Wade, very significant run. All big swingers. Okay. And now it took about 40 years for that character to get as many good storylines as Batman and the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Well, Batman's untouchable. Right. I, I, but, I didn't start reading but, graphic novels until late teens, early 20s. Yeah. I bought a few... Watchmen was the first one. That one really started the madness. You insisted that I read it before I saw the movie, which I did. Well, no, you did not. No, I did. I got called BS on that. I, I read it. I remember you... All but the last chapter. I remember you getting the, the motion comic. No, but I read all but the last chapter before the motion Norm, comic. Uh, Norm forgets that Peter has a memory. The lady that, I was with watched the motion that, comic. That, that I gets, just didn't read the last that, chapter. That gets Which I had alcohol. since finished... You should not have me drink alcohol while we're doing this, because the memory... That's fine. Call speech, me out. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you, but no. Because nothing trumps what they left out of the movie. But one of my favorite parts they cut out of the movie. It's Silk Spectre and Night Owl sitting on the couch after she's left Manhattan. Oh, oh when he doesn't get hard? No. Well, that's oh. that's a good one. I love but that part. They're sitting... I think that's in the movie, though. No. No. Uh, yeah, he does. And, he and, says, I'm sorry, when yeah, they're making out on the couch. Yeah. He can't like, get it up unless they're in the costume. I feel like that should have been something where, like, he's like, I can't get hard. And then it's like, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> and it's just like this moment to focus on. <laughs> it happens to all of us. But they're sitting on the couch. And Rorschach's going through the built and tearing the cops apart. Yes. And he's kicking them down and everything. And she says something. And he turns around and he's like, oh, damn it. I'm the one who bought him that. Or I'm the one that built him that grappling gun. Like, it's uh, always the finer, like, inner monologues yeah. and, like, side yes. notes that are funny in the comics that always get cut. Yeah. And it drives me up the wall. Yeah. The, the one part, I understand why it's not in the movie. And I, I use this moment to explain to people why the, the comic should be read because mm -hmm. yeah look i never i never maybe outside my sister my sister has like mixed feelings on watchmen very few people i know that have never read the comic that kind of even know watchmen was a comic book that watched the watchmen that didn't have something to say and, and didn't act favorably towards watchmen right okay so that's the geek side out and mm -hmm. Those are the conversations I relish more than the diehards, no offense. Right. Okay. Is the scene I explain that tells people, like, you just just order this off of Amazon right now. Okay. I just sent a copy to someone. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I was telling Norm earlier that I've uh, been a little bit of a bad boy at the 9 to 5. <laughs> at, the, at the 9 to 5 office gig. A little bit of a bad boy this week. And as a apology... <laughs> I sent someone a Watchmen hardback <laughs> um, because I know they are, they are a fan of the comedian as a character because the comedian has his crying line that it's all a joke and this is a, a higher purpose for this person than I. So is the scene where Roshak is with his psychiatrist and he turns the psychiatrist to his realm. Mm -hmm. He corrupts the psychiatrist yes. where like the yep. guy's in bed with his wife and he just sits up at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Questioning what's right, what's or, wrong. Or just doesn't even like, right. doesn't even like you even know, like mm -hmm. you just see the panels and you don't even know. But every, again, everyone comes into that with this 
this exchange, mm-hmm. this conversation. It's like an internal monologue that that scene triggers. Um, and that is, you have to identify that. I think as that you are responsible as living the lifestyle, being a fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you are magnificent when you talk about the surgeon stuff in Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Like that dissection of the mutant leader. Mm-hmm. You, you're so passionate about that scene. Oh, dude, it's so good. Anyone, anyone will want to read it when you talk about it. It's okay. so worth it. I hate that the animated had him yeah. using the rubber bullets when he goes in. Because the whole thing is these guys are too much. I'm too old. They have to be taken yeah. at. Then the only ones that get gone are the ones that well, drop the grenade I, in their box yeah, of grenade. I, I also like the fact that he, he forces them into the mud pit. Well, half down. of them kill themselves because the bullets are ricocheting off of his armored tank and shooting themselves. Like, yeah. It's all within. They kill themselves off trying to kill the bat. Like, right. He inadvertently takes care of them. Yeah. And then he just demoralizes yeah, their leader in it's this It's kind of like, I think one of the takeaways, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was intentional with Dark Knight Returns, is that if you look at the Joker as a chaotic force that rolls snowballs downhills and doesn't know how big they're going to get and what they're going to crash into. Right. That's essentially the Dark Knight in Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. He is being the Joker. Well, even beyond that, like, like in, the, in the depths universe. that they give him of, like, the psychology. Yeah. Joe, Batman's gone. He just kind of goes catatonic and, like, gives up on life yeah. So until this reemergence. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my purpose let, is back. Let, let me let me ask you this. In, in um, Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Where it's are, been a couple years. Where are so, you with the opening scene? Refresh my memory. He's racing the car. He's okay. talking to his pit crew. It it it, it, it kind of makes sense. He, he needs to see. The he, only he, thing is, he here's needs the to thing: rip out right the control panel to push the car to its limits. Right. And obviously, it's a metaphor for him. Right. See, that's that's it's it's real. All right. If you know he's Batman, it all makes sense. He's too old to fight. He's yeah. too decrepit. So he pushes himself in other ways. But for the crowd to see Bruce Wayne take on this, like, almost extreme persona at his age, yeah, it's kind of out of character for him. All right, so here's... My, to me. No, you're 100% on. Like... Okay. So. It, it, like, Tony Stark has that at that young age. Like, he's driving the race. I'm gonna... I'm racing for Stark. Screw yeah, you. And, and but, like, for Bruce, he was always the socialite. He was... Okay. I'm drinking apple juice. You think it's champagne. I'm always on, but I'm never... Right. But, and now, all of a sudden, in his golden years, he's become an adrenaline junkie that needs this this fight that he can't it, get anywhere it, it else. Fits, it, it works against the Bruce Wayne persona. Exactly. Okay. But it fits Batman perfectly. So, here's, here's the thing. Which ties back to that line of Gordon when they yeah. do that cheers yeah. of is it still is it still cider Bruce or uh, yeah so, are you actually so us I, old dogs have to retire I, I at some think, point I think that's a broad point that does not ever that does not come across other than conversations like this which is a disservice you have to read the book okay. you, you also have to know Batman you though. have to read the book other books you have to know the book you have to reread it you have to. Mm-hmm. Mull, you have to roll around. I never thought about it until you asked yeah. just now. But as soon as you asked, I knew immediately yeah. so, where you were going. So here's here's my contention. 
The Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. is Frank Miller's in his golden age. Right. The worst opening of any of his comics. I haven't read many Frank Miller's, yes. so okay. I couldn't tell you. Well, too, you, too much. You could jump that into the conversation with Jim Gordon, mm-hmm. and you have the same. Right. It's the same. Right. I'll give you that. The car race is, it doesn't, is confusing It's not. Shit. It's confusing. It's it not do, important. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even add to what comes later. Right. And it kind of makes this idea that... It's he, just kind of what Bruce has been up to for like the last couple so of years. Like, he's so freaking bored, he's mm-hmm. got to do this. Yep. And I even think on a illustration level, on the way it's rendered, like pen and paper, right? it doesn't come off well. It, 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 it's, it's a out poorly of place. executed it's out of place. scene. Outside of that... The, the only other issue I have with um, with The Dark Knight Returns is when the Joker kills the audience in the, the David the Letterman talk, talk show, show yeah. and he floats out. He leaves with a, ro- like a robotic like two floating ro- dummy. Robot, yeah. Very Something weird. like that, a ventriloquist it's just, like arsenal. Yeah. I think I saw those again. In, just, um, I think they had toys of them. It was a... Uh, Vendetta against Gotham. It was it was a Judge oh, Dread. They, they came back. Okay. Yeah, it was a That's Judge Dread Batman crossover comic, and like the ventriloquist is kind of the main guy. Yeah. And at some point, those flying dummies are out spreading gas. And 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 game. <laughs> it, it's just look at this point. Frank Miller was just like I don't know, just working on. He was just making comics. Mm-hmm. Just a young kid making comics. Is it all going to be perfect and make sense? No, no, never. But no one's perfect. But if you do like an adaptation and you take that stuff out, mm-hmm. do you make it better? Or and or if you do go in that thread, do you add? And now we have this. This is the duality now of adapting. Mm-hmm. Now, very few times do we see it where like the core gets happy right the core audience one of the, the, the dark knight returns part one and two is one of the few that made them really happy and as much as it is faithful like panel for panel for shot for yeah. shot it you're never going to get it especially with batman yeah. because what makes batman great when you're reading him is the thought panels yes you have the thought and the talk the thought are always in cursive those that's the yeah. inner monologue the inner monologue that Batman constantly has with himself is A, never come across in film or animated movies, and B, always the best parts of the Batman books. Correct. Like when he's trying to break down who the holiday killer is in the long Halloween, yeah. it's the inner monologues over what he's saying to the particular yeah. villain he's interviewing that make that book great. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll say this. And it's my problem with Rorschach, going back to that, in The Watchmen. It, it's his inner monologues that make yeah. him a great character, and all of that's cut out of the movie. Yeah, I mean, like, we get we get an opening with him. Right. But at the same it's time... It's overlaid, but not yeah. to the extent that... But you know what? I think there's a little bit of, a, of an exercise with the Watchmen movie. Is if you watch that movie and add your own, like, Rorschach uh, monologue to scenes... Meaning that, like, you, you know he's now reading. Like, let's just say you go into it, you know he, he now reads the comic. Mm-hmm. They set up the tone of the narration and the and kind of, like, the position of the character very early in that. Right. And then you watch the movie kind of through his eyes. 
like you you kind of subconsciously work your own narration from his perspective throughout the movie mm-hmm. and everyone would have like a different take right so in their life experience mm-hmm. and, and all these other things uh, was that a possible intention i i do think it w- it may have been that deep because so i do th- i do view watchmen as a complete movie i, I view watchmen as making the proper concessions yeah we're we're listening to yeah that's coming in the headphones yeah i was like where are those sirens coming from yeah i think the microphone picked that up yeah they did because it's like right outside your window i don't know what is happening yeah it's kind of like funny how we're talking about the Dark Knight and we ha- we hear yeah silence. right Batman's out there, <laughs> <laughs> but um, even that, going back to that yeah. that 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 whole with the with the old veteran cop going in the car and the yes. young rookie and what's going on oh wait back off kid we're about to get a show like um, Batman's back when when you talk to Dark Knight Returns to someone mm-hmm. how do you explain it retire Bruce Wayne coming back because Gotham City is just beyond saving okay he made his dent he went away and, and the and, city has fallen into and and we're saying this to the person who may not read a lot of comics correct right all right well you how you pitch it to a person who is reading comics it's how, just like if like, you're reading comics and you haven't read this you're not reading comics well, that's how i would well it's that. always like um i could ramble off I, I, like five or six if I'm talking tiers, to, like, if I'm t- talking to someone stories. about comics and yeah. they're into it to that but point a lot of people have not read this I believe it so how would you get just someone that's versed in the style the artwork the sequential storytelling the flow of comics how, how you like you're like ah like you know I, I, I never was really into Batman comics those kind of people we've usually gone back and forth talking about our taste in comics and what yeah. we've read and what we haven't read so at that point, I just simply say it's in my top five. Closer to the top three, if you want me to write the list down right now, you're going to have to give me a couple of minutes, well, but it's me, in there. Well, come up with that list. I'm going to tell you how I pitched this to comic book people. Okay. Okay. Is I essentially tell them that imagine living your life, not becoming who you want to become. And in your final moment... Like, you have one more run left in you. In that final run, you become what you knew you were the entire time. And that's essentially The Dark Knight Returns. And that's why it resonates, because it is, at its core, a life lesson. It's a life lesson of... It's Peter Pan. If Batman was a figment of imagination, like, he could, he would be Peter Pan in the DC Universe. Mm. He's the boy that never grew up. Right. That it, that doesn't want to grow up. And mm-hmm. the Dark Knight is him finding his Neverland. He finds his peace in that movie. Oh, yeah. Through brutality. Mm-hmm. Through violence. Through being alone. Mm-hmm. Through self-reflection. It's amazing. And along the way, he still has strong allies because at the end of the day, in his ridiculousness, a lot of these allies knew he was right the entire time. Okay, and that adds by. That's why the ending of Dark Knight is so significant, to where the march continues, the battle goes on. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, many view it as a complete disaster. Now, I like Dark Knight Strikes Again on one notion, and 
I had this conversation with someone. I'm talking a conversation maybe like when that book came out. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, oh my, I don't even know what year it came out. Maybe 15 years ago. This person was trashing the art style that Frank Miller chose to, to, to look at the book. A mm-hmm. little bit of a high horse. I, I have issues with high horse stuff. I believe Because I think it's bullies. You're just nitpicking. I think, Stop the madness. I think, yeah. And look I think at it as a whole. It's a little It's a little bit of like when they ask Steve Rogers why he wants to fight Nazis and he says he doesn't like bullies in Captain America. Like, that's maybe the best line in any Marvel movie. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's me. Yeah. Okay? I don't like bullies. Maybe because I was bullied. You know? But I learned to fight back. And this person was going high horse, ripping into the art style of the Dark Knight Strikes Again. And if you if you trace Miller's arc, he has he has four phases. He has the Marvel phase when he broke in, which was the Marvel bullpen style. Then he has Claus Jansen who we collaborated with like on Daredevil. Style two. Style three is what we saw emerge with Dark Knight Returns. Style four, Sin City. Okay. And then we kind of go a little nutty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he gets into this this mixture of Sin City and where he kind of was at Dark Knight. Where it's form, it's loose, it's exaggerated. The fists are bigger. The necks are thinner. Mm-hmm. The broad of the shoulders shrinks in. Right. The feet are bigger. So... What do we have here? We, we have what's maybe a post-Image Comics era. We have an age of a de-escalation and exaggeration in the human form within comics. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Strikes Again is almost a comment on this. I think his style is a comment on this. And I asked that person. I said, like, why do you think that happened? And they, they couldn't answer me. Because he draws fists wrong and he draws feet wrong. You have Frank Miller, certifiable genius, mm-hmm. choosing to draw a certain way. Right. What's more important? To criticize it? Or is it more important to understand why he's drawing that way? And yeah. ask the questions to the guy that can draw anything. Anything. I got to say. Why does he choose to draw this way right now for this story? And I... Anytime I'm I'm reading something like that, because Arkham Asylums one oh. that I want to read, but the the watercolor abstractness so, of it it's tough to look at. Exactly, but that's why I try and go into it thinking about the story. Like I'm always gonna yeah. look at the artwork, but is the story worth reading about? I, like I was. So yeah. while some really bother me, like the Arkham. I will never close my mind off to it because of the way it looks. Yes. I'll always give it a fair shot based uh, on the content. Okay, I'll say this. I'm going to say this. Okay. You got to go with it from two angles. Your mm-hmm. angle, 100%. Actually, with your angle, go into that with everything. Right. I'm talking, if you're at TGI Fridays and eating an appetizer, go into it with that attitude. Right. Because mm-hmm. you suck more out of life. Right. Attitude number two, though. This is what people miss. Okay? It's a little bit of the intent. Right. People lose this. This is why people are obsessed with interviews and DVD mm-hmm. commentaries and things like that. 
the intent is never explained. Right. Nor should it be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go in and you cross your eyes and you make things hazy. Mm-hmm. And then you see it. Right. Dark uh, Batman, the Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. is that. Right. You almost have to be in a frame of mind. Exactly. The, the to, book is about Arkham Asylum. That. and ba- So I would expect it to be melting colors and abstract looking. For all I know, a, they were trying to tell the story from inside the mind of the Joker, and this is how he sees things. Yeah. That's why it's always about the content. Exactly. And, and that's where it's the melding of the two. Mm-hmm. And when you consume something, like I say consume it, like, wait a while. Go right. back to it. Mm-hmm. Sit on it. Decide. Does it really? Like, is, is right. this really what? I've reread the Marvel Zombie Saga three times now, trying to figure out, oh. like, what, <laughs> what really works and what yeah. doesn't and where it goes wrong and, like, just Here. just sitting on it because yeah. the art styles change. The, the timelines change. The universe has changed where yeah. it takes place, but it's yeah, it all cosmic. Marvel Zombies. It goes cosmic. Beyond that, it's yeah. like... You got one, two, and returns are all the T'Challa story almost, the Colonel America. Yeah. But then you got like four and five with Howard the Duck, Machine Man, and Morbius in this alternate shield type universe where. Yeah. And it's just all like. So. It, it takes some like so. Yeah, and then you got Supreme. It's all yeah. over the so, place. So I'll say this. So Mark and I were discussing a little bit of like where Marvel comic books is right now. Mm-hmm. And they're losing sales to DC. But a year right. ago, they kicked DC's butt, right. as they kind of always do. Mm-hmm. Dollar-wise, Marvel is making more than DC. Mm-hmm. Movement of share. Move, move, like, units moved. They're lacking. Right. But it kind of always balances out. Mm-hmm. Okay? We've seen this since, like, the mid-2000s. And I was trying to say to him, I'm like, look, I think Marvel's in the run right now of... of throwing shit to a wall seeing what sticks and leaving things there to mine later okay and along the way they're making some good stories Mm -hmm. they never should have gotten rid of all new yeah the all new line was really Uh, surprisingly good yeah a lot of people i was reading the x-men from that yeah the I hear the Guardians of the Galaxy had a good run. The main ones that I were reading were the X-Men. Yeah. Where they brought the old timeline to the new time. Yeah, and there were two stuff. Scott yeah. Summers. And like, I, I'm just thinking, wait, I go evil. What the hell happened? And the trial with Jean Grey for the Phoenix. Like, yeah. that was a solid. Uncanny Avengers was another one that I was yeah. actively following. So, you have a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what what I feel like is when it comes to Marvel Zombies... It's almost like the awakening is going to come with Marvel Zombies, mm-hmm. where someone does exactly where we are right now. I would kill for them to where, make an animated movie. Yeah, where, well, it could be a movie. It could mm-hmm. be um, a Netflix si- like, awesome. six-episode show. Right. Where And then there's enough there right now for Marvel Zombies mm-hmm. that you can connect, pick, cherry-pick, and be a creative director. Right. The role of a creative director is you choose the best ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And... I we will see that with Marvel Zombies because I pray I would kill for an R-rated animated movie the way that they did with the Killing Joke or some of the more hardcore DC animated and just love, say hey it's a fan service you guys wanted it we're giving it to I you. would love a animated series I mm-hmm. really would you oh, know? Yeah. because I think you can go to their 
to the beginning? Well, I finally got around to reading Retardants. Like, I just finished it before I went oh, to Florida. okay, yeah. Like, I finally, because it goes one, two, three, four, five returns yeah. finally it's and yeah. three four and five are completely but, separate but you know what that, <laughs> like, like don't you think it's kind of structured the same as like night of the living dead versus the, oh, yeah. the zombies versus because there was like a, a lawsuit mm-hmm. that george romero had with um the producer of that movie and one could use the dead and one could use the night of okay and the two of them made movies on two separate threads makes sense and the threads are separate but they also mm-hmm. like yeah it's so interesting and this is the type of chaos you want. Right. This is, I think in my, uh, when I was growing up, everything was 1989, the dark Batman, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a ground zero point for me where I was like, wow, like this stuff's just fantastic. I love the imagery, the logo, the merchandise, all of it. Just loved it. And then you kind of grow up as an adult. And you, for me, I realized that how much of the Joker is in everything. And the Joker is the real point of, like, an outlook of life. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm not saying you be a criminal. No one's saying being a criminal. But I'm just saying you create enough motion. If it feels good, you do it. Yeah, That's the right. Joker's mentality. Yeah, and how many people do you know came and do that? Mm-hmm. How many people right. do you know that don't know to, like, create chaos in their lives? So, I'm not talking about crazy of like criminal chaos i'm just talking about like chaos to where like trusting things will balance out mm-hmm. trusting that it's going to end up a certain way take a risk rearrange your house right yeah buy a new car <laughs> buy, yeah create some chaos damn it yeah so get off the couch what are you doing so listening to us get so, to work ra- wrapping this up ra- wrapping this up okay tell me your top three comic books Top three. Graphic novels. So you had all this time to think about it. All right. Number one. It's always going to be number one. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Uh, can I, I just want to interject. Okay. I just want to interject. This is in no way a concrete list. No. List shift. Yes. They change. They evolve. I'd, I'd have to be at home staring at my graphic novel yeah. bookshelf. It's but, a little one, but it, it's full but, but, for me to really hammer out like what's... But yeah. this is these are the ones that have stood out since Pete asked. But, number one, yes. and always number one, Batman versus Predator. Wow. Always. Good call. The art style is great. Cuber. It, it's, it's as bloody as a Predator story yeah. should be, and Batman is as finest as a detective, and he finally gets to cut loose in that and kill something because mm-hmm. it's the only way that it needs to be done. Yes. Well, it's when you're facing the Predator. Right. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Easily. Because that's just... I'm so curious on number three now. Ah, number three. It's going to be a toss-up between, I would say... Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh. It was a limited run series. Yeah, yeah. But it paved the way for a great sequel where all the survivors come back and pretty much get slaughtered except for a handful from both franchises. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Judge Dredd Origins, which is the entire backstory of where Judge Dredd comes from. That great. that was going to be the sequel for the movie, and I had to track it down at that time. Yeah. And it you really know, is a solid talking, mythos talking building. Talking about Judge Dredd, you know what's fantastic? What's that? Judge Dredd Aliens. That's the one you gave me. Fantastic. I still got to get the Predator book. Yeah, the Judge Dredd Aliens, I don't know why, 
just freaking works on a comic book. I'm I'm a like major a crossover guy. Level. Yeah. Like major. I love Joker mask where the Joker literally gets you, Loki's mask yeah. and it's drawn in the Tim uh, the Bruce Tim style. Harley Quinn's a major yeah. player. Poison Ivy, like you know what's a good one that you would. Batman almost looks like the Tick in yeah. the art. For oh, that. okay. Uh, another great one mm-hmm. is Batman, uh, super, uh, Spider-Man. Okay. Where I've been staying away from the Marvel DC crossovers because yeah. they actually have trade paperbacks that feature all. Yeah, of them. yeah. So here's the thing. So because I want the Punisher Batman. So one. Get, guess who the villain is on Spider-Man side. Rhino. Well, well, you know, you know, Batman's gonna have Joker, right? Right. No, it's Carnage. Okay. Carnage was a okay. inmate, insane. Oh. You, you, they equal the villains in that. Okay. Right. You had two insane individuals now. Very nice. Okay. Um, and they they play with that. They play, and it's also drawn by Mark Bagley, who is, um, probably the greatest Spider-Man artist of all time. Okay. Okay. Um, is he greater than McFarlane? Mm. That's a tough, but McFarlane would be two for me, and, and Bagley would be one. And then we go to the classics. We go Romita, Dicko, and, and so on and so forth. But um, for me, the top three off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I'm going to exclude my go-tos, which okay. is Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. Okay? Number one, number one's Akira. Okay, I've yet to read that one. Six volumes, uh, still available. Number two is Mouse with Art Spiegelman. Okay, that's a great one. I read the first one, I have to read the second one still. Uh, Challenges pushes the art form. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three, just as a, a body, a collection, is the Dark Phoenix Saga with the X Men. And the reason why this is because. There has never been, I think, outside of the Dark Knight. There's never been like a redefinition of a, a run of characters, mm-hmm. like just in all, because X Men is a lot. Right. We never really like seen it up until that point, and it's eloquent and artistic and violent and comic book all together, mm-hmm. and. It's still the best of this type of like type of storytelling within comics, right? And it deals with concepts that Hollywood is still struggling to portray, and exactly. that's so freaking cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like how do you like how do you get there? And to me, it's almost like a unicorn because of that. Like, how do we get to the Phoenix Saga in X Men? Other, yeah. other, other than jumping right into it period which they could do at this point but all right like let's um you got anything else to say i got my last one oh so it's a toss-up between three of them well i thought you already did three no i did two no you did i did batman versus predator and the dark knight oh and then i thought you said and then you cut me off oh, i thought you said the dread crossover that's why i cut you off nah okay what's the third one all right so I cut you off. <laughs> you cut me off, Pete. It's okay. Norm, why why are you knocking on my door at two o'clock in the morning? Cause you cut me you off, cut you me bastard. Me. I didn't get to finish my list. I was just listening. <laughs> Heat up the mics. Yeah. We're it's so tired. Re-edit this now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's a toss-up. 
Doctor Strange: The Dark Dimension ah. has some great trippy okay. artwork, which I really I love yes. the colors they used in that. Which is also a, a quick tie-in: Doctor Strange or Judge Dredd versus Mars Attacks. That IDW crossover yes. has some of I, the greatest color work in it. I might have That's to not a third. Get that, yeah. But it's it's up there. That's because cool. it the the color work when Agent uh, Anderson is doing her psych like cool. psychic blast cool. on the Martians. They have this like rainbow bridge style outline throughout all the pages that like it totally pops. Nice. It's, it's great. Side note. All right, the Nicopole trilogy is probably my third favorite. Okay. Because it was a bitch to track down. Took me years based off of watching the movie from Enki Bilal or yeah. Bilal or oh, he's French, what yeah. have you. French guy. Yeah. And Infinity Gauntlet, just just because of seeing all the heroes slaughtered. I know that's just junk food reading. No, it's, it's but, still the best. But going through, eat, like, yeah. like. Thor getting his hammer thrown and losing his powers because I, it's in space and then coming back but getting turned into glass and then smashed yeah, I just like love how he just shatters people yeah. and you know what here's the Cyclops best. gets a glass box around his yes. head so he suffocates yeah. and Spider-Man just gets his neck broke or no he gets his head bashed in by Nebula by, like yeah, straight Nebula. up just bludgeoned yeah. Glenn style the um the, Arr, the, I love that the best book. thing I love about those six issues mm-hmm. it's, it's one two and three right and then Nebula gets it, and then it's one, two, and three. Yeah. It's the same story twice. <laughs> Just one's fucking it up, and one's fixing it. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's literally so... the same story mm-hmm. twice. Um, and the Celestials all like, yeah. I, I, it's it, it, just so. You know what it was too. That is the. If it, you want to learn everything you can about the Marvel Universe in one well, book. Well, I would say Marvel Cosmic. Fair enough, uh, but it, it even it goes into like Drax and Doctor Strange yeah. and Silver. It, like um, it, it's it lines up the Marvel Cosmic perfectly. It's it's the perfect go to for that. Um, I would put Infinity Gauntlet definitely in my top. Did you see the the pictures of Peter Dinklage with his new hair? Yeah, it's looking like he's going to be Pip over the the dwarf. You either way, I'll be happy. Here's 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 the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the hell they're doing with the Marvel movies sometimes. It's, it's true. And I don't care. Me neither. Like, knowing that he's involved. I'm going like, to take the ride. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what a funny place that they have us. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I never never thought this would ever happen. Oh, me neither. To where, like, you would just be accepting of things. I never thought from... something would come this close to rivaling the Star Wars universe for me. Yeah. But with how tied in and well thought out and yeah. well acted, it's it's a close. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, if I ever have kids, they're going to have a hard decision yeah. to make you know, what, what toys they're getting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a confession before we sign off. Okay. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago I just watched the post credit sequence for Civil War. Mm-hmm. I know there was a post credit sequence for Civil Refresh War. Refresh my memory. When Peter Parker is at home on his bed. Okay. And he has a black eye and and Marissa Tormey Aunt May is like, oh what happened? And he's like, I got into a fight with a. Uh, this guy was big, and he's talking about Giant Man. Mm-hmm. And then he um, he fills with his web shooter, and the like. I guess the Stark Spider Man logo comes right, up, right, right, with right. the menu system mm-hmm. around it. And I didn't know that was there until recently. Okay. Someone posted it on, on Instagram, and I'm like, "Huh? 
I must have not seen that one since the theater. Because I, I always stay at the theater. I, I, I have no idea. But when I'm at home, sometimes yeah. I forget but and I turn it, them off. It goes to show you to where, like, because uh, we, we discuss this a lot. This is me consistently analyzing where things are, like, just in, even in my life. And everyone knows, like, I have a geeky background and, and I love this stuff, but I'm not into it, but I am into it and I'm entertained by it, and so on and so forth. And, like, even for me, though, because sometimes my standpoint is different, like, my positioning is different, but at the same time, um, I'm still open for discovery and surprises, and this was, like, a huge example of me, like, loving the movie. Norm is, uh, what do you got, bathroom again? Uh, Norm doesn't want me to, to, to talk about it. But a little bit... He really had to go. Holy crap! He really had to go. But we we're um we're signing up, and also too we um we sat down to discuss horror movies, and we went into the Dark Knight Returns, and we were kind of digging around for a theme for this episode, just off of uh hashtags, marketing thumbnails, that sort of thing. And I think we're going to we're going to we're going to record a new intro. We normally do the intros before. We sit down and do our um, our master track, uh, which is what you're listening to. But we're we're essentially going to call this a Dark Knight episode, because um, I really I really think that's what this episode's about. And you really should, if you haven't read it, read it. If you don't like it, read it again. Um, but real quick, I was just explaining that we are. This episode is a Dark Knight episode. Okay. Dark Knight Returns episode. Yes. It was supposed to be horror. But yeah, I was just talking about that. Um, this stack of D- we Norm brought a stack of DVDs for me to, to go through with him. I did. I, it, this wasn't the list. It was more like inspiration for like just I, ideas I, and I, books. I, I and... have a question for you. Okay. Can you leave those? Yeah. Because I want to watch them before we sit down next. Okay. And then we're, we're congruent on our horror. Yeah. I want to talk about those. I want okay. to go through them all. Okay. Because okay? I don't think I've seen a lot of that. Really? Yeah. I feel Dude, like I need these, to. I, I need sirens, to start you on a. Di- I know it's weird, I right? Like they're never, never like this. And if they're anywhere, they're, I think it's the the echo setting. I don't know if they're going to hear this. I think this not, might yeah. just be us. I just love it that we're still talking about essentially Dark Knight, and we keep hearing sirens. <laughs> yeah. It fits. It just fits. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I just went. My city yeah. beckons me. Uh, we will. But anyway, I'll go through these. Okay. okay. I, I need to get you a better puppet master, though. That's that's like the last one they released. There's another one coming. I'll but go like, through. I'll, I'll but go like through. That one's number nine. I'll go through what I Out can. of nine. Number nine. Maybe 11. There's so, there's a lot of puppet master so, out there. So we're going to say uh, next episode might be Okay. Okay. That works. Um. We always battle with how to promote the thumbnails and themes. Um, we're still where we are, though. Yes. We still need, like, uh, some of the central themes that people will be drawn to care about. But even on the visual, mm-hmm. visual level with that thumbnail. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll find that before then. But anyway, um, that's it. Let's, let's just, this is one of our shorter episodes. This is only one hour. That sounds good to me. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. It feels. It's Yeah. Right in the uh the next. Hey. Alright, that's it. Signing off. We're done. We're done.
Peace out, homie. Okay.